Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We ask and we say there is precision, there is understanding, there is clarity. The eyes of our understanding is enlightened. Everyone can behold you as we see ourselves in you. There is no confusion in this atmosphere. And we say your glory fills this building, fills this house as we are headified in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Are you ready for the word? Yes, Don't seem like you're ready this morning. We are ready. Praise God. All right, let's start. I said I wanted to exalt us on something. I just want to steer our heart towards something for the next couple of Sundays. I just want to... Um, it's just like a foundation that will build up as the year goes by. I, I call it um, the basics of faith. I don't think I've thought faith before, right? The basics of faith. The basics of faith. So we just look at something along those lines and we'll just we'll trust God for, um, for his understanding. So let's look at Romans 10 verse 17. Romans 10 verse 17. Romans 10 verse 17. Romans 10 verse 17. Romans, because when we say faith, um, you, you need to understand that um, faith is a gift of God, or is a gift from God, or is a gift of God. And one, one basics you must understand about faith is that the gospel does not demand faith. The gospel does not demand faith because the gospel is the word of faith. I'll say it again. The gospel does not demand faith because the gospel is the word of faith. Look at Romans 10 verse 17. It says, so faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's why we sang that song this morning. Strength is available. Power is available. Wisdom is available by the word of the Lord. So, the hearing of the gospel is the hearing of faith. Now, I'm going to say it this way. The very minute you heard the gospel, I don't know when you heard the gospel. The very minute you heard the gospel and you believed in your heart that Jesus died. And what is the gospel? The gospel is in 1 Corinthians 15. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15. To understand what the gospel means. First Corinthians 15. Look at it in First Corinthians 15. He says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I have preached unto you, ye also, which ye also received and where ye stand. He says in verse 2, by ye, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preach unto you. Unless ye believed in vain. Look at in verse 3, he says, For I delivered unto you, first of all, which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and how that he was buried, <clears throat> and how that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. So the gospel is about the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. So, once a man believes the gospel, or once a man hears the gospel and believes it in his heart, that man has received faith. Because like I said earlier, I said the gospel does not demand faith because the gospel is the word of faith. So when I'm preaching to you, or like I'm preaching this morning, or like I, like I taught you last, last night, or like we've, we've always been studying, I am teaching you the word of faith. I don't know if you're getting me. 
Because once the message is being communicated to you, it is communicated as faith. Now, like I said, it's just a foundation. It's just a basics. And we're going to build up on this as the year goes by. We're going to study this much more. Now, so the hearing of the gospel is the hearing of faith. So when you've heard the gospel, what is the gospel? How that Jesus died, how that he was buried, how that he rose again. That is what saves a man. That is what produces salvation. That is what saves a man. And once a man hears that gospel, that man has received or believed the word of faith. Now, look at in Galatians 3 verse 2. Galatians 3 verse 2. Galatians 3 verse 2. Let's, let's go here quickly. Galatians 3 verse 2. Galatians 3 verse 2. It says, this only would I learn of you, receive ye the Spirit by the works of the law, or by the hearing of faith. So like I said, the believer does not have a faith problem. I'm saying this again. You and I, we don't have a faith problem. Because what we hear that salvation is faith. What we heard when we got born again, that means somebody preached to you, 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 you. I don't know when you got born again. You could, it could have been an altar call. It could have been, oh, um, come out and get Jesus. Come out and be saved. It could be like me. I was, somebody just, it was like a chair, like, like a chair like this. Somebody preached to me. That was many years ago. Somebody preached to me and I got saved. But that very minute I received the gospel, I received the word of faith. So from that very day, I did not have a faith problem. And that's what I'm letting you understand this morning. You too did not have a faith problem. The reason why you think you have a faith problem is because you've been wrongly taught. Philemon 1 verse 6. Let's go there quickly. Philemon 1 verse 6. Philemon 1 verse 6. It says that the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in us in Christ Jesus. So, you have to acknowledge every good thing in you in Christ. Acknowledging this from the Greek word epignosis, it means having a precise knowledge, having a precise understanding of what God has done in Christ Jesus for you. So, whatever you think, you know, there are a lot of preachers today that make you feel like, oh, you have to pray for faith, you have to walk for faith, you have to believe for faith, you have to have faith in your heart. So, it, they make it seem very difficult, like faith, they'll tell you, if you can just have that little faith, like a grain of mustard seed, you will move this mountain. I came to tell you this morning, and I'm saying, you don't have a faith problem. Say, I don't have a faith problem. No, you're not saying it like you mean it. Say, I don't have a faith problem. So you don't have a faith problem. You don't have a faith problem because you are a believer. You believe the word of faith. So once the man has said the gospel, once the boy has said the gospel, once the girl has said the gospel, once the man, woman, lady has said the gospel, he has accepted faith. So you and I, we have faith. The gospel deals faith to us. The gospel deals faith to you. It explains faith to you. The gospel gives you faith. So, the very minute you receive the gospel, 
you receive faith. So you don't have to pray for faith. You don't have to say, okay, you know, you don't have to, okay, wait for one little faith. You have faith already. Look at in Romans 12, verse 3. Romans 12, verse 3. Like I said yesterday night, I said, we are, in the, we are in the church, so we should not be scared of opening too many scriptures, right? Yes. Praise God. And I said that if you go to a church where they don't open the scripture, you should actually be scared because that means they want to deceive you. Because as Christians, our basic foundation is from the scripture. 2 Timothy 3 verse 15, And from a child thou hast known the only scripture which is able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ. Verse 16, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for what? Doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and instruction in righteousness. So the scriptures is profitable for what? Doctrine. Doctrine is from the Greek word didaskalia. It means teaching. It's profitable for teaching. So we use the scriptures for teaching. We use the scriptures for correction. Correction is from the Greek word epanothosis. It means restoring things to the original use of place or place of things, or use of place, anyone you want to use it as. So, it means you are restoring things back. It says instruction in righteousness. In the Greek, it's padia. It means you are nurturing. Just like in Ephesians 6 verse 4, it says, Fathers, nurture your children. Grow your children. So, it's like you are growing them. So, the scriptures is for your build-up. The scriptures are meant to build you up. It's meant to build your reality. It's meant to show you who you are in Christ. It is meant for teaching. So we should not come to church and be afraid to open too many scriptures because that is actually why we came to church, to open the scriptures. Praise God. Praise God. So look at Romans. We're back to our Romans 12 verse 3. Romans 12 verse 3. It says, For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of yourself more highly than he ought to think of, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. So God has given every man a measure of faith. Every one of us has his. Why? Because it comes with salvation. It comes with salvation. It comes with us being born again. Faith comes with us being born again. It comes with salvation. Look at in Ephesians 2 verse 8. 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 2 verse 8. It says, for by grace ye are saved through what? Faith. And not of yourself. It is what? The gift of God. So it is a gift. It says for by grace you are saved through faith. So if you are saved by something, you automatically have the thing, right? Right? I mean if something saved you, it means that thing is at your disposal. It means the thing is at your beck and call. So that shows you have the gift of faith already. And the word gift there means it is given without condition. It says it is the gift of God. So it is given without condition. And that's why it is called gift. I'm trying, I want to explain to you this morning and say there's nothing like steps of faith. You know some people say there are 10 levels of faith. Ten levels of faith. Number one, grow. 
Number two, build. Number three, uh, we should uh, jump. Eh? jump. Jump the faith. Take a leap of faith. Take that leap of faith. There are no steps to faith. There are no steps to faith. There is only one faith in, and there is only one faith, and that faith is Christ Jesus. Because when we believe the gospel, we automatically have been given a measure of faith with us. So everything God has given to us has been given in Christ. Everything God has been giving to us has been given in Christ. So hence we carry God's gift, we carry his title, we carry it in Christ. So it is in Christ, it is through Christ, it is by Christ, it is for Christ, it is in him. It is a free gift. Look at it, Romans 8 verse 32. Romans 8 verse 32. Romans 8 verse 32. Romans 8 verse 32, it says, For he that spared not his own son, but the, are you are you there? I'll wait for you. Romans 8 verse 32. I'll wait for you. Romans 8 verse 32. Romans 8 verse 32. It says, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? So, he that delivered not his son, how shall he give, not give us all things? Look at 2 Peter 1 verse 3. 2 Peter 1 verse 3. 2 Peter 1 3. Second Peter one verse three. Mm. So there are no steps to faith. The only faith we have is in Christ Jesus. Second Peter one verse three. Are you there? It says, according to His divine power, has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him that are called us. To glory and virtue. So he has given us all things. I don't think you, you, you saw what I saw there. He says he has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So you and I, we have all things that, that we are ever going to use in life. Hallelujah. So all things means everything. So, the believer has no needs that is unmet in Christ. All our needs are met in Christ. Christ meets all the needs of mankind. In him we have rest because we have faith. So, and it is ours. It is for every believer. We have Christ's righteousness. We have everything he has given us. Look at Romans 3 verse 24 to 26. Romans 3, verse 24 to 26. Romans 3, verse 24 to 26. The faith basics. We just want to, we're just trying to um, unravel a foundation or um, we just want to see a, a little bit of a foundation on faith. Romans 3, verse 24 to 26. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. In our says in verse 25, it says that um, 
whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past, through the forbearance of God, to declare, I say, at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just, that he might be just, as, and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. So we have Christ's life. Look at in 1 John 5, verse 11 to 12. 1 John 5, verse 11 to 12. 1 John 5, verse 11 to 12. Verse 11 to 12. It says, And this is the record that God has given unto us in eternal life. And this life is in his Son. In verse 12, it says, He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath no life. So, you and I, we have Christ's Spirit with us. Look at it, it says, He that hath the Son hath not life. So, the reason why we have life is because the life is in the Son. And that life is an everlasting life. Hallelujah. So, you and I, we have everlasting life. See, I have everlasting life. No, you're not saying it like you mean it. Oh, wow, really? Is that how people have everlasting life? Everlasting. All right, praise God. We have everlasting life. Romans 8, verse 9 to 10. Romans 8, verse 9 to 10. We have Christ's Spirit with us. Hallelujah. We have Christ's Spirit with us. Romans 8, verse 9 to 10. Look at what it says. It says, But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. And that is the state of anyone who is born again. The man is not in the flesh, but he is where? In the spirit. But if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you, now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So, and if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of what? Righteousness. So, that is the Father's spirit. And that spirit is with you and I today. The spirit is with the believer. So, the Spirit of God is referred in the New Testament as the Spirit of Christ. And you and I, we have that Spirit. And that is the nature of the Father. That is the nature that is with us. Christ has given to us all things of the Father. That's why we read in 2 Peter 1 verse 3, he says, He has given us all things that pertains to life and godliness. So, we have the nature of the Father with us. Christ has given us all things in Christ, in, of the Father. He has given us all things of the Father. He has been exalted at the Father's right hand for us. And he administers all things to us. It's just like the story of Joseph and Pharaoh in the Bible, where the Bible says uh, Joseph uh, sat down at the right hand of Pharaoh. That was a place of position. Joseph was typifying the right hand as a place of position to us. That's to show us what Christ has done in his resurrection. He's seated at the right hand for us, at the place of position. And in Ephesians 2 verse 6, it says we are seated with Christ. Hallelujah. So he say, I'm seated with Christ. So he gives it to us freely. So all things has been given to us freely. It has been given to us freely, just like the faith of God. The faith of God has been given to us freely. So we don't have to work for the faith of God. We don't have to, we don't have to 
apply all that. How do they say those things? We don't have to uh, uh, take that leap. You were born with the faith of God. So that shows. Now, I want you to think about this. That shows that you can naturally walk by faith. That's what the Bible says. We walk by faith and not by sight. Look at the Romans. Let me show you that in Romans 1. We're still going to see that much later. Look at the Romans 1. Look at the Romans 1 verse 17. Look at the Romans 1 verse 17. It says, Therefore, therein is the righteousness of God revealed from what? Faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by what? So that shows you are living already in faith. Who are the just? The just are the righteous, the men who have believed the gospel. So a man who has believed the gospel lives naturally by faith. So you can naturally walk in faith. You don't have to say, ah, oh, okay, why don't I, why is it that this thing is not working? They say, do you really have faith? We're still going to study that, those, those things as the day goes by. Probably next Sunday, we're going to look at, okay, when Jesus said, what, 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 the grain of a mustard seed, all of those things, we're going to study that as, as time goes by. So they ask you, okay, why did you, not, why, is your, why did you not get the answers to your prayer? Did you have faith? Did you really believe? Did you, is your faith even that tiny, just that small one? Then you two, you'll be thinking at home, Lord, that I may just have faith. You'll now be praying, Lord, give me faith. Just let me have a little faith to trust you. No. <laughs> you're already living in faith. Glory to yeah, God. Yeah. We live in faith already. We have the faith of God. Why? The message we preach is a message of faith. Do you know why it's a message of faith? Because a man who believes it, believe, do, you know, do, you know, do you know one beauty about the gospel? It's such that I just preach to you, I just tell you, okay, Jesus Christ died. He was buried. He rose again. And all you do is believe in it. Do you know that that's faith? It takes faith to believe the gospel. So you have acted on faith already by believing the gospel. I don't know if I made sense. If I made sense, let me see your hands. You acted by faith by you believing the gospel. Because, out, okay, does it make sense? Let's, 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 let's think natural. Does it make sense? We're just saying somebody died. He was buried. He rose again. That's why you are saved. That's why you are filled with the Holy Ghost. That's why, you, that's, why you, that's why all your sins are forgiven. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21 says, uh, it, it became sin for us. He who knew no sins, so that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Then you are wondering, is it really true? It's, I believe it. I believe it. I mean, he died for my sins. That is faith. So imagine you can apply this to every area of your lives. You're already living in faith. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, you have the faith of God. Say, I have the faith of God. You're not saying it like you mean it. Say, I have the faith of God. So, and that faith is from God. The God kind of faith. Galatians 2 verse 20. The God kind of faith. Galatians 2 verse 20. I feel like I'm going to round up very soon. Like I said, it's just, it's just an exhortation to steer our hearts towards something. I know some people are happy, like, Pastor, wow, they're going to finish service very this early? Are we just going to leave church this soon? I'm sure some brother that wore black, they're just very excited. 
They're like, ah, that is what I like. I don't like somebody <laughs> wasting my time. <laughs> Galatians 2 verse 20. <laughs> I am crucified with Christ. Glory to God. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not high, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now have, which I now live is in the flesh. And I live by what? I live by faith. The faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Glory to God. Is that the believer today? He says, I am crucified with Christ. Are you crucified? No, you're wondering, how did I crucify? Well, you didn't crucify it. You didn't. If you are crucified, obviously you will not be in this service. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? So you are, not, you are not physically crucified. You are crucified by faith, actually. Are you getting what I'm saying? You just believe you are crucified because the Bible walked us through. Let's look at it in Romans so that you understand what I'm saying. Let's go to Romans 6. Let's go to Romans 6. So that you understand. Put your hands in that place and let's quickly see Romans 6. Then we'll come back there so that we can see what, um, what we're reading. Look at Romans 6 verse 3. Romans 6 verse 3. I, want you to, I really want you to understand this this morning. Romans 6 verse 3. Romans 6 verse 3. It says, Know ye not that so many of us as we are baptized into Jesus Christ, we are baptized into his death. So that means... You were baptized into his death. Now look at it in verse 4. Therefore, we were buried with him. Oh, wow. That's by faith. So a man who has believed the gospel went through the same thing that Christ went through, and that's identification. So it took our place. We were buried with him. We died with him. We were buried with him. Look at it. It says, therefore, we were buried with him by baptism unto death. And like as Christ was raised from the dead, by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. Look at in verse 5. It says, For if we are planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Look at in verse 6 now. It says, Knowing this, that our old man, do you see it now, is crucified with him. What is the old man? The body of sin might be destroyed. That henceforth we should not serve sin. So an e that is dead is free from sin. So you and I, we've died. The very minute we got born again, I tell people, I said, the very minute you got born again, a whole lot happens to you. You died, you were buried. So imagine, I, I, I still, I, that thing still grips my heart so much. That, so the very minute I got born again, I died, I was buried, I rose up. I, I was justified, I was sanctified, I was holy, I had faith. I used to say that we are finding it more every day. We are finding more of the things. And I tell people, I say, many of the things we will keep learning till we die is we will keep learning backwards. Learning backwards means we will keep learning what happened to us that day we believed the gospel. That's what we will keep finding out in the scriptures. Oh, this is what happened. It's just like today now, what you are finding out is, oh, that day I believed the gospel, I've had faith. Yesterday we found out that that day we believed the gospel, we were in any man in Christ, right? Yes, you remember sir. yesterday's message? Some people are saying, I can't remember. Okay. <laughs> so, knowing this, it says, now, look at in verse 8. It says, now, if we be dead in Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. So, now, let's go back to our Galatians 2 verse 20 now. It's going to make sense to us now. Galatians 2 verse 20. 
Galatians 2, verse 20. It says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I am now, which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So you and I live by faith. Say, I live by faith. I live by faith. No, you're not saying it like you mean it. Say, I live by faith. So we live by faith. We are wholly alive today by his faith. Look at Philippians 3. Philippians 3. Like I said, I feel like I'm going to get, I feel like I'm going to get done very early. And say, wow, this is beautiful. Philippians 3. Philippians 3, verse 8 to 9. Philippians 3, verse 8 to 9. So the life that we live is a life of faith. Philippians 3, verse 8 to 9. And being found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being made conformable unto his death. Now look at the verse uh, 9. It says, And being found in him, not having my own righteousness. So we can read from verse 8. It says, Yea, doubtless, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, or Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and I do count them but dung, but I may win Christ. And I says, I'm being found in him, not having my own righteousness. So our own righteousness, the Bible says in, in Isaiah, it says, our own righteousness is like filthy rags. It says, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God. So we are justified by his faith. It is not ours. Now, I want you to see one difference between this. It is not your faith. You were not the one who produced the faith. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is what people makes you feel like. That, oh, affirm your faith. Okay, work for this faith. Okay, try and, try and have faith. Try and do this. No, it is God's word with us that produces faith. Are you getting that? Are you getting this? It's just like when you got born again, remember what I was saying? When you ate the gospel, that was what produced faith. The message you heard was what produced faith. Just like Abraham, the Bible says, and Abraham staggered not at the promise of God, that was what produces faith. Does that make sense? That's why we read in Romans 10 verse 17. Go back to that Romans 10 verse 17 again. Romans 10 verse 17. Look at where we started from in Romans 10 verse 17. It says, for faith cometh by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. So it is the word of God you heard that produces faith in you. So it could not have been your own faith. So it is the word of God with you that produced the faith. That made you have faith. I don't know if I'm making sense to somebody this morning. So it is not your faith. All things that we had before we had tongues. But only his faith counts. In Galatians 3 again. Let's see Galatians 3 again. Galatians 3. 
Let's see from verse 23 to 26. It says, but faith, but before faith came, I'll wait for you. Galatians 3, verse 23 to 26. Galatians 3, verse 23 to 26. It says, but before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up unto the faith, which should afterwards be revealed. It says, wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. So what the law did was to point us to something. What's the law? The law, we'll study most of these things much later. But look at in verse 25, it says, But after that, faith is come. Now, this is at the resurrection. Faith is come that we are no longer hunger a schoolmaster. In verse 26, it says, For ye are the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. So, faith in Christ is our justification. That is, and faith in Christ is located in Christ. Is not our faith in him. We believe in only when the gospel gives us faith. It was when the gospel was preached to us, that was when we had faith. And that is his faith. It is God's faith, not your faith. So when we believe the gospel, the gospel gave us faith, and that is God's faith. God kind of faith. Not Noah's faith. Not Ephes faith. Does that make sense? It is God's kind of faith. So, and the gospel gives us the faith. Is faith. So we have the spirit of faith with us. Say, I have the spirit of faith. I have the spirit of faith. So you have the spirit of faith with you. So you can naturally have faith to store something. Because the spirit of faith is with you. Like I said again, the gospel produces faith. That faith is not your faith. That faith is God's faith. God's kind of faith. I'll read, into, I'll read this Galatians 3 again. It says, Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. So what the law did, let's look at those in the Old Testament. They were schooled by the law. They would give them those rules and almost 630-something laws to live by, to abide by, and all of those things. But that was just a pointer towards the justification of faith. That didn't produce faith in their heart. So that was why in verse 25, it says, it says, but after that, faith is come. How did faith come? It came via the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. So by the reason of that resurrection of Christ, when we preach the gospel, what is the gospel? That same death, that same burial, that same resurrection of Christ, that produced faith for us. So he says, but, but after that faith is come, we are no longer Honda a schoolmaster. But in verse 26, he says, we are now children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Notice he never said by your faith. He said by faith in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So we have the spirit of faith. And that is the spirit of Christ. That's the spirit of God. The spirit of God in you is a spirit of faith. Remember in 1 Corinthians 6 verse 17, it says, you are one spirit with God. It says, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with God. So that same spirit that is with you is a spirit of faith. Is a spirit of faith. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 13. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 13. 
2 Corinthians 4 verse 13. It says, we having the what? Look, I'll wait for you. I'll wait for you. Let's, let's chorus it together. Let's read it together. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 13. Let's read it together. For we having the what? The same spirit of faith. According as it is written, I have believed and therefore I have spoken. We believe and what? Therefore we speak. Hallelujah. So we believe and we speak. Just like we said, just like you believe the gospel, you speak it. Oh, I believe the death, I believe the burial and the resurrection of Christ. That's the spirit of faith. We believe, therefore we speak. Look at, it, look at it again. It says, we have in the same spirit of faith. And that is a God kind of faith. So that means the spirit of God in me is the spirit of faith. So therefore, I believe God's word and I can speak it. That's why in Hebrews 13, verse 5 and 6, it says, we, it says for he has said, in verse 6, it now says, so that we may boldly say, hallelujah. It says, so we believe, therefore we speak. So I can speak to a situation and it's going to give way because I have God's spirit of faith. Hallelujah. So I am not trying to get faith. I am not trying to attain faith. I already have the spirit of faith. I am not trying to walk for faith. I am not trying to pray for faith. I am not trying to build my faith. The spirit of God in me is a spirit of faith. And that is the spirit. So I believe and I can speak. For he has said so that I may boldly say. So I can address a situation by the spirit of God and I can see results. Hallelujah. I can speak to challenges, I can speak to situations, and I can see results. Why? I have the spirit of faith. And that is the same spirit in, our, in Christ Jesus. It is ours. So stop trying to get faith. Stop working for faith. That, oh, I, maybe because I don't have, maybe my faith, my faith is not strong enough. You're trying to pray for the sick, and the sick is not healed. They'll tell you, oh, your faith is not strong enough. No, stop trying to get faith. You already have it. It is not available for trials or praying and praying and praying. It is in Christ. Faith is in Christ. Hallelujah. And Christ is in you. You have the life of God in you. We read out of 1 John. It says, the life of God is, in, is, in, is with me. And that life of God is the spirit of faith. Hallelujah. So the life of God with me is the spirit of faith. Say that. Say the life of God with me life is the spirit of faith. The spirit it's the spirit of faith. So it is freely given. Romans 8 verse 32. It is freely given. So you don't get, you don't get it by studying. You don't get it by studying or hearing a message. You only find faith in Christ written in the scriptures. So, this is not, you are not trying to get it. Rather, you acknowledge it. You are not trying to work for faith. Rather, you acknowledge faith. Are you getting what I'm saying? Philemon 1 verse 6. Philemon 1 verse 6. Philemon 1 verse 6. Let's go there. Philemon 1 verse 6. Let's go there one more time as I put a stop to this. As we put a peg to this this morning and we just... um. 
like I said, it's just a, a, a little exhortation to steer your heart up and make you um and make you understand um and make you understand God's word. So we are not trying to we are not trying to get faith. We are trying to acknowledge it. Look at what it says in Philemon 1 verse 6. It says that the communication of our faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in us in Christ. So, all you need to do is to acknowledge it. Hallelujah. So, you don't pray for faith. You don't try to get faith. You don't try to walk for faith. You don't try to... uh, You don't try to... uh, what, 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 What can I say? Pray for the faith. <laughs> you simply walk in it. You simply acknowledge it. So you are not trying to get... So when you are reading God's word, so, you know, people, people can ask you and say, huh, I'm trying to get faith. Let me study God's word. Let me, let me read God's word. Let me... No. You already have the faith. All you need to do is just look at what is written in the scriptures and acknowledge it. So, you are not trying to get faith from the scriptures. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are not trying to get faith from the scriptures. When you read the scriptures, when you look at the scriptures, what you are doing is you are acknowledging what is with you. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. I'll give you a a quick example. It's just like, this is my Bible here, and I put it down here. When I want to pick my Bible, I simply take my Bible because it is mine, right? I don't start begging you and say, Noah. I mean, not like some, I mean, parents today will put something here, we tell our children, come and get it for me. And I'm here, (laughs) praise God, (laughs) hallelujah. So we don't try to, we don't try to walk for faith. We try to, we try to, Acknowledge faith because it is ours in Christ. Hallelujah. Faith is ours in Christ. Say, faith is mine in Christ. Faith is mine in Christ. So, it is yours. So, when you are looking at the scriptures, what you are doing is acknowledging faith. Just like as I'm teaching you this morning, I am not trying to teach you to get faith. I am not trying to teach you to start trying to walk for faith or pray for faith. What I am teaching you to do is to simply acknowledge the same spirit of faith that has been with you. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? So we round up this morning with 2 Corinthians 4 verse 3. Let's go back there. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 3. I think I like that place. I think you should like it too. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 3. Let's round up this morning with that place. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 3. I'm sure... Our brother in black is super excited. I'm sure he wants to go play some video games this morning. Don't worry, it's not going to be like this every Sunday. It's just, I'm just giving you a sub. <laughs> you know, did I say 2 Corinthians 4.3? I mean 4.13, sorry. 4.13. It says, For we have the same spirit of faith, So you and I, we have the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken, and we believe, therefore we speak. Hallelujah. 
So we believe God's word and we speak it. Hallelujah. We believe God's word and we speak it. So I don't need to get faith. I just study to find faith out. I studied to find what was available. I studied to find what was available. I studied to find what was available for me. So when I study God's word, like we are being, like we are studying this morning, we are studying what is available for us. Like I said, we are studying backwards, right? What was available from the death, the burial and the resurrection of Christ, and we are finding that out in the scriptures. And that is what is for us today. Do you get what I'm saying? So we have faith. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes, Say, I have the God kind of faith. I have the God kind of faith. I have the God kind of faith. And I acknowledge that I have faith in Christ. Now, let's do something quick, few minutes. Look at what it says in that verse 13. It says, we believe, therefore we speak. Hallelujah. It says, we believe, therefore we what? We believe, therefore, we want. So let's act on God's word this morning. Are there things you believe for and you want to speak about it? Let's use our words this morning. We can use our words. Let's be on our feet. Let's use our words this morning and speak as touching situations. Speak to situations. Speak to speak concerning things you want to see changes about, and you're going to see changes. Hallelujah! Remember, you have faith, right? Yes. You don't. It is not your faith. It is God's faith, right? It is the spirit of faith with you, right? So God has given you his own faith, right? You're not getting what I'm saying. Are you, are you there? Yes. So it is his own faith. So you have the authority to speak to situations, right? Because the faith of God is with you. Hallelujah. So let's open our mouth and let's do some speaking this morning. Speak about things you want to see changes over. Speak about situations you want to address and let and declare it by the reason of God's word, and there are going to be changes. Open your mouth and let's just speak this morning. Open your mouth and just say something to God and just correct things, change things by the Spirit of God. <laughs>